coming to you from stolen equipment and broadcasting from a pirated signal located somewhere in Southern California. This is the Danger Hour Podcast. Oh my God. <laughs> Danger Hour. How's it going? I'm your beautiful host, Jamesy Poo. Oh my god, James. Well, you actually, you do look pretty good today, James. You've got a glow about you. Yeah, I know. I'm really feeling myself today. That's right. <laughs> uh, not really. But you know what? I got some, I got like gray hairs poking out of my chin. I don't know if I like that. James, you're just turning into a silver fox. Oh. Oh. Well, just wait till the kids become 18, then I'm out the door, and the silver fox can be free. James, you're not going to leave your wife, are you? Are you, James? Why are you just smiling and gazing off into the distance? Uh, No reason. Anyhow, today is July 6th, and just two short days ago was July 4th. That's right, the 4th of July. The purple mountain's majesties above the fruity pants. America, America, God shed his grace on thee. Oh my God, James, please stop singing. And crown thy good with brotherhood from sea to shining sea. (coughs) That was my black girl finish. Not a very good singer, so uh, that's the best I can do. Oh my god, James. Don't make jokes about our shaded past on our nation's birthday, James. It's inappropriate. All right, fucking. Anyhow, uh, 4th of July, July 4th, Independence Day, we celebrate as proud Americans. The day we gained independence from those filthy fucking redcoats. Those tea-drinking, biscuit-eating, snobby sons of bitches. That's right. I got a bone to pick with them. Why do they think that the way they speak is correct? That they're speaking the king's English? (laughs) I'm sorry, sir, but you are not speaking the correct way. You're not speaking the way of the king. Well, guess what? My name's James. And I, in fact, was named after King James of England. That's not true, James. Yeah, you're right. I was named after my father, who's king of nothing. But he was a lead man in his warehouse job that he had. Does that count? No, James, that's that's horrible. All right, well, uh, there's some greatness in there somewhere. I mean, uh, he was in charge of the morons, so that's something. Anyhow, these people pride themselves on speaking the correct way, which uh, I disagree with because, let's see, uh, what's my example I want to give? Uh, let's, let's, pick a, let's pick a word that they really cannot pronounce. <laughs> Hold on. Oh, I got it, I got it. If you've watched Game of Thrones... Then you know the word north was spoken throughout that show many times. And I know they were from a, a fictional land and all that horseshit. Wait, is fiction the, the one that's fake? Yes, I think. Fiction is the fake land, right? <laughs> <laughs> but 
But they all spoke like English people. So, uh, and they all said, the North, King of the North. Now, any moron can know that that's not the correct way to speak. It's North. If you look at those things uh, <laughs> that tell you how to pronounce the words correctly in the dictionary, it doesn't say North. It says North. You fucking assholes. Case closed, you lose. In fact, you have the accent. I don't. You know, I had this conversation with my wife while we were on our southern trip. She's like, we have the accent to them. I'm like, no, we don't. We have the Californian accent. I'm like, no, we don't. That's not a thing. The only, the only way you have a Californian accent is if you're like, oh, dude, far out. No, that's crazy, bro. Did you see that wicked wave I just rode, bro? It's crazy, man. <laughs> That kind of shit, right? <laughs> but, uh, you know, we're, we're on one of our long drives going to South Carolina. And then uh, she's like, she's like, we have the accent to these people because they speak differently than we do. I'm like, yeah, but they have the accent. We don't. How do you figure? Everyone has an accent to everyone else if they speak differently. And I go, nope, nope, I disagree. I think the way I speak is a baseline. That's why they don't, if you have an accent, hey, y'all, how y'all doing? They call that a southern draw. That means it's not normal. They have an accent. They're skewing the correct way to speak. All right? A New York accent. Right? You want some coffee? Hey, you want to go fucking, <laughs> want a hot dog? Want a hot dog? You know, the, can I, should I go on? <laughs> Uh, the Pocky Khan, the Yad, Boston, right? It goes on and on and on. And fucking, oh, don't you know? Up there in the uh, Wisconsin, Chicago, Chicago area, they talk like this. So uh, that's not correct. Those are all accents. And especially the king of the north. Go fuck yourself. High and mighty assholes. You know, I really don't like British people. Except... The one known as Michael Caine. That's right. Because one day, I saw a child playing with a ruby the size of a tangerine. The bandit haven't thrown them away. So why steal them? Well, because he thought it was a good spot because some men aren't looking for anything logical, like money. So can't be bought, bullied, reasoned, or negotiated with. Some men just want to watch the world burn. So one day. Wow, this has been a whole like uh, six minutes of nothing. <clears throat> Sorry. Fourth uh, of July. Let's get back on that. I've realized that I really enjoy the Fourth of July. I never really thought much about it. It's always like, ah, well, yeah, that's coming up, I guess. But this time, I think I realized that uh, I actually enjoy myself often on Fourth of July. And glancing back throughout my impressive timeline. <laughs> I've looked at all the things I've done on 4th of July, and that's probably been the most different across the board from all the other holidays. Like, you know, there's the Christmas, oh, you go spend time with your family or, you know, your in-laws. 4th of July and, you know, Thanksgiving, the same shit. You kind of usually do the same things. But 4th of July, I've done so many different fucking things. Uh, I went to my parents' house one time. And they have this hill that they can see from their backyard. It's called Mount Rubido. And I've hiked that hill many a times. That's got nothing to do with the story. I'm just trying to impress you. James, that's dumb. All right. All right. 
Yeah, it's not a very tough hike, but uh, anyway, it's a, it's a pretty large mountain. It's got a cross on it. So if you're ever driving through the Riverside area and you see that mountain with a cross on it, that's the one I'm referring to. Anyhow, we, we were, <laughs> I was there one night. We watched the fireworks show that they do from that hill by the cross. And it was a nice, you know, good show. And they paired up with this radio station. If you tune into this radio station, it goes with the fucking fireworks. And they have like a grand finale and it's actually okay. At the end of the show, the hill caught on fire and the fire department had to go up there and put it out. That was a pretty good, uh, pretty good twist ending. Put a little M. Night Shyamalan ding dong on it. Mm-hmm. Another time, me and my wife and the kids went to Super Dick's uh, parents' house, which is not too far from here. And his neighbors go crazy with the illegal fireworks. It was like seeing the craziest, wildest fireworks show right in front of you. All the, uh, you know, the top-notch, good quality stuff. Yeah. Uh, eh. Oh, one time I went to my buddy uh, Backdoor Rob's house. Oh, my God, James. Can I meet him? Uh, it's not what you think. Uh, I will tell you how he got his nickname. I li- oh, you know what? He's been on this show before. He was uh, You might know him as Bobbert if you go that far back. This is years ago. But uh, he comes on the Manfest trips. And so, one day, uh, we were doing it. These guys show up. And this guy, Phil, who, who showed up, we, I call him the witch doctor. That's not a very complicated way to figure out his where he got his nickname from. Uh, he goes, hey, uh... I haven't met you before, huh? And I go, dude, he was here last year. He goes, he was? I go, yeah, Ma, maybe you don't remember him because he got a, he got a, a back injury and he was fucking laid out in his tent most of the time. He came out and make appearances here and there, but a lot of times he was just popping pills and hanging out in his tent. And he goes, oh, okay, so back pain Rob. <laughs> and then a little while later, some more people showed up and Phil's like, oh, this is so-and-so, this is that guy, and that's back that's backdoor Rob. And it's like, no, it's back pain, Rob. And then we're like, nope, sorry, it's sticking with backdoor now, you fuck. So that's that. And yeah, he's now forever backdoor Rob. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so I was at his house long, long, long time ago, me and the wife. I think before we even had any kids. And uh, where he was living, fireworks were illegal. And he made sure to tell me that. He's like, yeah, dude, it's illegal here, but uh, fuck it. And then <laughs> here comes the cops while he's lighting one. And they give him a fucking $500 ticket. Man, was that something? It seems like all my Fourth of Julys have a pretty spectacular ending. Fires, tickets. Uh, eh, that's about it. Uh, this last one was pretty good. We went to the in-laws' house. They've got this crazy view in their backyard. You can overlook a lot of these other cities, uh, so you can see all this crazy fucking war zone going down below. But I'm gonna tell you, man, I wasn't even paying attention with the fireworks, and I realized I don't give a shit about fireworks. You know why? I'm 37 years old, and I've seen. My fair share of fireworks, there's nothing new here, folks. It's all the same shit. It's the same shit. I don't get people's fascination with it. I understand the ones that you can blow stuff up. Firecrackers. I get those. But, uh, the, the, you know, seeing them all pop in the fucking sky and the colors, like, I, whatever. I don't give a shit. I'm wasting no time on it anymore. I spend most of my time playing beer pong. Oh, my God, James. How old are you again? Yeah, I know. It's still fun. Me and uh, my brother-in-law, Yusuf, we went fucking undefeated the whole night. Nobody can take us down. Even my brother-in-law and his, and his mother, my in-law, mother-in-law, they uh, they teamed up to try to take us down. And that was funny. It was our first time playing. That's always fun to watch. And then she pulled off this fucking crazy trick shot, man. It's called Island, which I never even knew about. If the cup is sitting in, by itself in the front, 
I guess it doesn't have to be in the front. It could be anywhere. If it's by itself and you go, island, and you make that cup, you take two cups away, which uh, my brother-in-law informed me about. I think he was just making rules up the whole fucking night because he kept changing shit. But anyway, we still won. So, ho, ho, ho. But she fucking goes, uh, island, and she sinks it, dude. Oh, man, oh, man. How impressive. It's pretty good. So I had a great time. Lots of games and activities. I didn't give a shit about the fireworks. So yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's the whole point. That's the whole point. But uh, someone else had a pretty crazy event, eventful 4th of July. These fellas went up to Mount Wilson right here in Los Angeles. I've been to the top of that mountain too. Oh my God, James, shut the fuck up. All right. But since you mentioned it, I mean, Mount Wilson is, uh, it is one of the lower elevation mountains out here around me. With the tallest one in my vicinity being Mount Baldy. And um, about an hour and a half away, you have the tallest mountain in Southern California called San Gregorio. <laughs> but anyhow, I digress. Um, <laughs> these guys went up to the top of Mount Wilson to watch the fireworks show from up there. Because you got a great view of the city from up there. And while they're sitting up there... A fucking bear comes out of nowhere. That's right. A bear. <laughs> now look, there's always a possibility you run into a bear if you're up there in the mountains. But it's not fucking likely at all. You know that old shit where, you know, you're you're uh, the the odds of you getting hit, bitten by a shark are are better than you getting winning the lottery, that kind of shit, right? It's like, yeah, but people win the lottery People get bit by sharks. In this case, people get fucking attacked by bears. Like, you you know, you, you can talk to yourself like that. Oh, wow. You know, the odds of anyone of a bear coming near me is, is astronomical. But look what happened. These guys are just minding their own business, just wanting to watch the fireworks show. And a fucking bear, it's a juvenile bear, came out. And this dickhead turned, you know, was trying to get away from it. And that was his mistake. Once he turned, the bear bit him on his ass. <laughs> What'd you say? His bear ass, James? Oh, man. I like it. You thought I wasn't going to like it. I saw the face she's made right now, but I like it. I appreciate that. Good for you, idiot. <laughs> yeah, so uh, that dude went up there with some, I guess, some goodies in his backpack, and the bear smelled it, and he wanted some for himself. And once that fella turned around, he got a little taste of his little nibble in his butthole. And that's how it starts. Next thing you know, you're in full-on fetishes with the uh the fluffies that's how it happens all right uh anyway speaking of brown wild animals that are loose bill cosby was set free everybody oh my god james that's racist no no uh no it's just a fact he's free he's brown he's a wild animal that's right a regular guy wouldn't do the things he did. You got to be a wild animal inside to drug women and then rape them. I mean, it is a lot easier than trying to talk them up and charm them. I mean, you, you, you're skipping a whole lot of steps, so maybe it's kind of smart, but uh, eh, I can't advise it on this podcast being recorded for proof in court. I will not advise it. It's a pretty good strategy, though. <laughs> Oh, God. Yeah, so he's out. Allegedly. Uh, his lawyer had some kind of deal 
where if he gives his testimony, it's like, you know, he gets protection or, you know, it can't be used against him. Oh, sure. Okay. Yeah, we'll do that. And they signed the agreement. He gave his testimony of how he fucking drugged and raped women. And then they use it against him and they threw his ass in jail. I don't know why it took three years for them to be like, hey, uh, we had a deal here that he wouldn't get in trouble for this. But I don't know. I guess that's what the appeal and all that whole process is how long it takes. So what kind of shitty lawyer is that, man? Like, hey, hey, we had a deal. Why am I going inside the jail for three years? That was probably a terrible Bill Cosby. I've never really practiced it, but uh, I don't know. I'm going to say a pretty good effort for never have tried it. Okay. So he's out. So beware, ladies. Don't, uh, you know, don't take no drink. Maybe you should just stick to beer and didn't have like the bottles where that you can twist it off yourself or watch them twist it and give it to you. There's too much going on with mixed drinks. That's all I'm saying. You don't want to wake up crying in my bed. Oh my God, James. Why would they be crying? Because of the beautiful experience that I gave them. Obviously. Come on. All right, moving right along. You know what? Let's kind of switch it up, huh? How's that? Let's try a segment right now called Talking Shit. <laughs> All right. Last week, I took the wife to a Dodger game. Aw, how romantic. I thought so. Dodgers, Giants. Oh, boy. Rivalry. Here we come. So uh, I dressed up pretty, uh, not provocative, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Maybe I was being provocative. I got a lot of looks from the ladies. Um, what's that word when it's like, it's associated with being gay? Oh my God, James. Gay? No, no. <laughs> uh, son of a bitch. My fucking brain doesn't work. Come on, hamster. Come on. Flamboyant. Flamboyant. Wait, wait, maybe I wasn't being flamboyant. All right. I was wearing a, uh, a Hawaiian shirt, Dodgers style Hawaiian shirt. Okay. Uh, a little flamboyant, right? <laughs> anyway, uh, hold on. A little side note real quick. The, re- the real reason I went to the game is because I, wanted, I, I found these seats in the club level. Now, sometimes you can find those seats for real cheap, and I don't know why, especially at this game. I don't know why. But sometimes, the, I guess the people that, that own the season tickets up there will be like, ah, oh, fuck it, here, 50 bucks and they're yours, right? And normally those seats could be like two something or more. So I found them from pretty cheap. I'm like, all right, we're going. She's never been there before. I've been there a handful of times with the boy and a friend and my cousin. So I've been there quite a few times. And it's so fucking nice to sit there because it's just like five rows and that's it. Maybe just four rows. And... It's like a, a private entrance. It's like on the same level as the suites. So there's not a whole lot of traffic. And like I'm telling you, there's four fucking rows. They even have in-seat service. They come and they ask you what you want. And even if you said don't want to do that shit, you just want to go to the bar yourself. First of all, they got a full bar. And there's, there's never any like more than one or two people in line. It's great. Oh, I love it, especially for the bathroom. If you want to take a piss real quick, you're in and fucking out. No long lines at all. It's like you're spoiled, dude. So I took the wife, and it was Max Muncy bobblehead night. And on another side note, Max Muncy hit a killer home run that night on his bobblehead night. And on another side note, I sold the bobblehead two days later for $40. 
So it's like I went for free. James, how much did you spend on alcohol, James? You know what? Forget it. Forget that question. I'm not going to answer that question. <clears throat> Anyhow, I'm wearing my Dodgers Hawaiian shirt. I'm real flamboyant. I'm looking sharp. <laughs> and then uh, I go to the bat. Look, this is not. I kind of like uh, was deceiving you with this whole thing. Uh, this is not a shit story, but it is a bathroom story. I know you're shocked. I know you are. I did not have to shit during this game. So I have to go take a piss. I walk in there. Like I said, there's no lines. I go to the urinal. I'm pissing. I'm looking straight ahead. I, uh, I hear another fella come in after me. And then he goes into the stall next to me, which I thought was fucking dumb because there's three stalls there. Why are you going next to me, dummy? Go in the other one, right? Standard fucking bathroom stall etiquette. I don't understand it, but here we go. And then I hear the door open again. Someone else walk in, and then I hear, hey, bro, can I buy some cocaine off you? And I'm just, like, looking forward. I, can, I know he's not talking to me. And there's just silence. And I look to my left, and he's fucking staring at me right in the eyes from the urinal next to me. And I go, are you talking to me? And he goes, yeah, bro, with a shirt like that, I know you got something going on. And I start laughing, dude. And at that moment, the person that walked, the, the last person that just walked in, fucking goes into the urinal next to him, and it's a Dodger security guard. And he kind of glances at the guy that just said that, and the guy goes, oh, hey, man, I, I was just joking. You know, I, I'm messing around. I'm like, I'm actually undercover trying to bust this guy. <laughs> it's cool, bro. It's cool. And at this time, I'm done. I'm, I'm washing my hands, <laughs> and then I leave. I'm like, what the fuck? It was just so goddamn funny and awkward. I go back to my seat. I tell the wife what just happened. She's laughing. She's like, oh, that's she's like, what a weirdo and this and that. And then like a, like a minute later, I happened to just turn my head. I seen something in the corner of my eye. And I turned my head. I must have just felt his fucking vibe or something. Because as I turn, it's the same dude that hit me up for cocaine in the toilet or in the bathroom. And he sees me and he's double. He's got two beers in his hand. And he sees me from like across the way. And he goes, he's far, dude. He goes, And, uh, you know, it wasn't much, but it was enough. It was enough to make this little girl smile. Oh, my God, James. You're blushing. Uh, let's, just, let's just move right along. That was dumb shit. <laughs> All right. Okay, this time I want to get to a, a listener email. That's right. Someone emailed. It happens from time to time. Once in a while. Uh, okay, so uh, I got an email from a buddy. Oh, fuck, I shouldn't have said buddy. A uh, listener email, not not from my buddy. A listener email. Shout out to Eric. All right, so he emailed me. It says, uh, man breaks penis during sex, makes medical history by missing target. Look at that. I don't know why these people send me all these sexy time things, you know? This is a, uh, a scientific grown-up show. I mean, wait, what, we can't talk about other stuff? It's not dick-related? James, just just go on. I'm, I'm intrigued, James. Uh, I know. Uh, of course you are. James, what are you implying? Nothing, nothing. Here we go. A man discovered the most painful way to take a break from sex. He's <laughs> <This> fucking jerk. <laughs> a frisky UK fellow reportedly made medical and sexual history after accidentally snapping his penis lengthwise. 
during a disastrous session in the sack. Lengthwise. Oh, man. We presented the first documented case of a vertical penile fracture sustained by a 40-year-old man during sexual intercourse, said some uh, smart person. Medics reported from the anonymous rompers penis buckled against his partner's perineum. I think that's the taint. Oh, the region between the anus and genitals. Yeah, that's what I just said, the taint. Due to what they can only surmise was an ill-timed thrust. How hard are people thrusting? Have you guys ever been hurt having sexy times? I'd love to hear it. I'll keep you anonymous. I'll report all about it, and you can make up a fake name. I'll never give your cover. Blow your cover? It's definitely blow, James. Oh, mama. Okay. So, uh, yeah, you can write to me, thedangerhour at yahoo.com. I will read your emails. I will not sell your email for beer money. I promise. I'm the only person that reads it. You want to send me a song recommendation? I'll listen to it. You got a movie suggestion? I'll watch it. You got a recipe? I'll make it. You got some nude photos of your mother? I'll look at them. <laughs> as long as they're tastefully done. I'll still look at them. The Danger Hour. Hey, yo, who that guy? All right, so it, it carries on here. Uh, he suffered a broken penis, which occurs when one ruptures the rubbery sheath of tissue below the skin that allows a penis to increase in width and length to produce a firm erection. Oh, mama. It says, per the study, 88.5% of penile fractures occur during sexual intercourse, with a 20-year retrospective study concluding doggy style and man on top as the two main sexual positions that endanger penises. Well, those are the most fun. So uh, I guess that's why. Who wants a boring missionary? No missionary fractured his penis. Am I right? Up top. No, James. All right. Anyway, the reason this one was peculiar was because uh, this dude fucking snapped it long ways instead of half half seas. <laughs> uh, he only and he only experienced minor swelling and not the popping sound that other people normally normally uh, associate with this injury. His erection also faded gradually, unlike most sufferers who go limp immediately. <laughs> Done. Uh, he had MRI showing the man's penis had a three centimeter long vertical tear. Oh, Jesus. Uh, let's see. Despite the unconventional nature of the fracture, surgeons were forced to treat the patient's mangled manhood within 24 hours to prevent complications such as permanent erectile dysfunction. Erectile dysfunction. Function, 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 function. That's what no man wants to hear. Thankfully, the erective <laughs> surgery went off without a hitch. The man fully recovered and was able to have hanky-panky, hopefully with better aim, these guys have all the jokes, a mere six months after his fateful fling. Not only that, but he was able to achieve erections of the same quality to those prior to the injury, denying any penile curvature or significant palpable scarring. That's right. Nobody wants curvature. That's weird. You want to be straight like an arrow. Just like me, James. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's see. Uh, yeah, it says not, it's not the first time this happened. In 2019, a dude snapped it in half. 
while having a sexy time with his girlfriend. Oh, and it calcified into bone. Because I guess he didn't... Wait, in the same year. I guess he waited to get it checked? I don't know, dude. It's fucking gross, man. I don't... What is happening out there? Are guys watching too much crazy porn and trying to imitate it? I don't think I've ever come close to hurting my... Ah, uh, you know what? That's true. I just... Having a flashback, which I will not speak on. Um, listen to this, though. I looked more into this because oh, you had you have my curiosity, but now you have my attention. Uh, although penile fractures are almost always similar worldwide, the percentages differ depending on the geographic region. So in the U.S., it says a total of 1,043 hospital admissions with penile fracture happened in one year. That's a lot more than I'd think. A lot of dudes out there really, really going for it, and the condition was most frequently attributed to vigorous sexual intercourse. On the other hand, pun intended, studies from Middle East found self-inflicted injuries. <laughs> yeah, right. You think they're just lying because they're not supposed to be doing anything? Oh no, I did not do that. I did it to myself. I am not. Do not stone me to death. It was my fault. <laughs> James, you're going to hell. Uh, maybe. There'll be 147 virgins waiting for me. That's that's not how it works, James. Ah, who cares? Uh, let's see. Yeah, blah, blah, blah. Okay, so, yeah, there you go. Take it easy, fellas, with your dongs, huh? It's not funny, man. That's the one thing that you've got going for you. After that, if that's taken away from you, where's your quality of life? I'll tell you what. Pull the plug. James, but you're not plugged in. I don't care. Take me out. Whatever, however way you got to do it. I'm done. No more sexy times? That's not fun. There's only so many comedies you can watch or uh, sporting events to watch. And, you know, it gets old. <laughs> the Danger Hour at Yahoo.com. All right. And now I will throw a bunch of stories at you that are not really related at all. But I'll make them related by lumping them all together in a segment that I like to call Stranger Danger. Alright, Jim Morrison, thank you very much. That was lovely. Stranger Danger begins now. So uh this one's not that strange. <laughs> uh well take it for what you want. So that black chick, the Olympic chick. Oh my god, James! She has a name. Um, hello. Yeah, alright. Shaka Khan? Shakari Richardson. You fucking racist. No. Just when I see it written like that, S-H-A, like apostrophe, capital C-A-R-R-I, I I just picture someone going, Shakari, get the fuck over here. Come on, girl. You're about to race. Shit. Uh, I know how bad that sounds. I just like doing that voice. It's fun. They're a fun people. You know, when we went to the Dodger game in Atlanta... Georgia. There was a little black woman that was at the beer cart that I'd go to every time I was empty. She was right sitting kind of by my section. And when you order your beers, you know, she'd be like, can I see your ID? And uh, the third time she asked me, can I see your ID? And I said, hey, come on. You don't remember me by now? This is my third time. She's like, oh, baby, I see too many people. Okay. All right. I'll remember you. And then uh, after I was going to pay for my drinks, uh, I said, I don't want a receipt. And she was busy helping someone else. And I go, hey, am I good? She's like, oh, yeah, baby, you good. Have a good time. See, that's the shit I like, dude. They're colorful. They're, they got personality. And I like talking like them. James, you're not making yourself sound any better. Oh, whatever. Go fuck yourself. 
My intentions are pure. Anyway, she's uh, kicked out for the Olympics <laughs> after she uh, became like the fastest person in that racy thing she did. 100 meters in Oregon. And she just got popped, dude, for weed. Who gives a fuck? And this statement here, it says that it's qualified as a performance-enhancing drug. <laughs> Come on, man. I know a bunch of stoners. And believe me, weed does not enhance any of their performances. If by performance you do mean, except if you mean sitting on the couch and watching Netflix. And laughing more than they normally would. I guess that would enhance their laughing performance. <laughs> That's a thing. It's fucking dumb. Okay, yeah, I get that it's a rule. Like, oh, yeah, you can't you can't have any substances in your system. And, you know, that's on her. That's fucking stupid. If you're going to make, if you're going to give this opportunity to win this race and, and compete in the Olympics, why would you even chance it? Why would you fucking chance it? She mentioned something about her mom passing away and having some kind of weak moment that she needed some comfort for her pain, which I think is horseshit. If you look at this chick, if I'm a cop and I'm profiling, she's a big time pothead. This is not her first rodeo. <laughs> Shikari Put down the fucking joint Oh that's bad Uh, Anyhow Nobody likes this story Nobody fucking likes it It seemed like she became uh, Like the the internet's hero Uh, Alright look at this man She's uh, she's got fucking style Attitude And people are rooting for her And this kind of shit's gonna bring her down And not give her the chance That's fucking dumb Uh, It's just dumb It's legal It's not an illegal drug (laughs) <laughs> people in the NFL can smoke weed and they don't get in trouble. Like, who gives a shit? Anyway, all right, next one. Speaking of the ladies, that's right. We got another one here. Uh, this one is a, oh, it's a real feel-good story. Oh, so this this uh, chick, when she was, this, <laughs> this little girl, when she was 10 years old, she wrote to the New York Yankees organization asking if she could be a bat girl. Okay. I'd like to be a bad girl, please. And she got a letter back <laughs> from the then general manager, Roy Hammy? Hamy? I forgot to mention this was in 1961. 1961, general manager of the Yankees sends this 10-year-old girl a letter back after she asked to be the bad girl for a game. Well, while we agree with you that girls are certainly as capable as boys... And no doubt would be an attractive addition on the playing field. Creepy. I am sure you can understand that in a game that is dominated by men, a young lady such as yourself would feel out of place in the dugout. He wrote on June 23rd, 1961. So a big fat go fuck yourself, girl. You're not welcome here. It would be, be nice to look at. Again, creepy. But uh, we can't have... Can't have a girl in the dugout. It's too weird. It's just, which is probably a good call because back in those days, back in them days, you never know what those fucking weirdos would do to her. <laughs> so anyhow, uh, she saved that letter that this dude sent to her. And what's it? How long has it been? Uh, I can't do the fucking math. 61. Hold on. <clears throat> 71. 81. 91. 01. 11. 21. 60 years later, look at me, look at my math skills. Uh, 60 years later, I think it was her granddaughter that sent in the the letter, a copy of the letter to the Yankees. Like, hey, look at this shit, you fuckers. 
You never gave her the opportunity. And now in this modern climate, they uh, they don't want no bad press. So they said, hey, uh, what do you say? You come and you fulfill your dream now there, old lady. And she's 70 years old now. And she agreed. They gave her the uh, Yankee pinstripe outfit. Uh, she went, had her own little spot in the fucking, in her lock. She had her own little locker. And uh, she got to do all this stuff. She was crying, overwhelmed with joy. Look at that. That's nice. How nice, right? What a good story. It's definitely strange, <laughs> but it's a good story. And uh, that just goes to show you, everybody. Once there's a Me Too movement and everything is highly publicized on the internet and no company wants to be shamed for being racist or sexist, you too can make a difference. Okay, next story. <laughs> Uh, let's go, let's get to the kids now, huh? How about the kids get some fun here? Oh boy, listen to this one. Listen to this one. Speaking of 10-year-olds, this is a 10-year-old boy in present day, Florida. Enough said, right? So this 10-year-old kid asks his dad, hey, can you take me on a drive-by with my paintball gun to shoot at random people? And his father, a 26-year-old man, that's right, his father of a 10-year-old is 26. So a child himself agreed to this whole thing. That sounds like a good time. Shit, let's do it. So they get in his van. They're driving by this random people's house with some people gathering in their front yard. Uh, And it's a Sunday evening, you know, there's just a family of people hanging out. And they fucking open the door. And this kid starts blasting this group of people. And one of these crazy fucks, remember, it's Florida, thinks, and I don't know if this is true, he thinks real gunfire is being uh, sprayed at them. So he quickly pulls out his gun that he has (laughs) on him, (laughs) and he shoots one shot into the van and fucking hits the kid. First of all, that's pretty great shooting. To quickly pull out your gun and hit a moving target, that's fucking very impressive. So the kid gets hit by the bullet and then he fucking falls out of the van and gets run over by his own dad's van. (laughs) Can you believe that shit? Unbelievable. Uh, So yeah, then the, the father got arrested. Um, and I guess it's unclear if that kid's dead or not, but <laughs> that's all I know <laughs> so far. Let's just assume he's dead. Man, isn't that fucking wild? Florida, right? All right. Um, all right, two more. Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with this one first. Uh, this one's fucking crazy. Oh, man. So there's this famous rapper in Brazil. He gets married to this chick, and he's, uh, let me see, his, he's 23 years old. He marries this chick and looks pretty fucking good. Good looking chick. Not too shabby from the photo that I see here. Attractive, attractive young lady. It's not good enough for this guy. They're newly wed. I, I don't know how long they've been married. Uh, oh shit, two weeks. <laughs> they got married two weeks ago. And now this dickhead is having a threesome with some model in Brazil. Now look, I looked her up because I gave her name. 
this chick, this model is not worth it. She got that. Fi- she got the big ass fake tits that look, look like just solid balls on her chest. She got the uh, the. She got work done to her nose and her face and looks all you know, pouty lips and the skinny ass Michael Jackson nose. Ugh. Maybe in the dark she'd be pretty good looking, but I mean, to go from his wife to her, and granted, I haven't seen too many photos of the wife, but I'm gonna say, I mean, why? Why not trade up? And besides, you're you just you just got married two weeks ago. You can't last two weeks, you fucking creep. Anyway, so he decides to have a threesome with this with this uh, <laughs> with this Brazilian model chick, him and his buddy. And at first she's not about it, but she's like, "Okay, what if you pay me?" And he's like, "They're like, okay, we'll pay you." Then she's about it. So we're talking high class here. They go up to this hotel room. They're on the sixth floor, and uh, he's got uh, he's got some buddies that are going in and out of the room or some shit. And he tells this one guy to get lost. And then he finds out that his wife is looking for him. And he hears someone at the door, at the door to this hotel room. And he fucking gets all scared. He goes out to the balcony and he's going to, you know, jump to the, the fifth balcony or the fifth floor, the one below him. This dickhead loses his grip and falls to his death. He fell right on right outside the pool. Now, some reports are stating that his plan was to drop into the pool, but he fucking missed. The dude just hit the concrete. Oh, man. And get this. Here's the fucked up thing. That girl probably never got paid. But here's the other fucked up thing. <laughs> the wife wasn't even the one at the door. It was just some other random dude that he knows. Some buddy of his. Can you fucking believe that? So he died for nothing. Fucking idiot. Idiot. Stupid way to die. This guy's got money. Uh, he's got a fuckload of tattoos, but I guess he's a, I guess he's a good looking dude. Young. New wife. Look. But here's the other funny part that I thought was hilarious. Listen to the wife's statement. You are and will always be the love of my life. The most beautiful love I had. The man who loved and admired me the most. Oh, go fuck yourself, lady. Did you not hear how he died? (laughs) All right. I guess he was that good. Even after all that, he still had her till the end. Good for you then, buddy. All right. Here's the last one. Stranger danger. Strange stories. This one is by far the strangest. That's why I'm ending with it. Naturally. All right, so this <laughs> these people are at a wedding, right? Oh, it's a gonna it's a gonna be a happy, wonderful ceremony. What a nice time! And all of a sudden, the the bride, before they're done with their whole little vows exchanges and shit, before it's finalized, she has a heart attack at the altar and collapses. A doctor's called in, and she's reported dead after suffering a heart attack sad right wedding's off right nope <laughs> I forgot to mention this is in India and it was an arranged marriage so the family's like hey how about the how about her sister she's next in line Would you, you want it you want to marry her instead and so while the sister's fucking dead in the next room this dude marries her sister. She's still fresh. 
She's still warm. Can you believe that shit? That is unfucking believable to me. All right, well, we're all here. We rented out this uh this hall. <laughs> we we got the cake. We got all the champagne, we got the we got the band. We might as well. I mean, it was arranged anyway. Just take the next one. And what if I mean, this is going to sound fucked up, but that's the way my mind works. What if the sister was not as hot as uh as the dead sister? It's like, uh, uh can we uh, not do this? I changed my mind. I don't want to marry her. <laughs> or or what if uh what if the younger one was hotter? And, you know, maybe he took this chick out. Maybe he gave her some kind of, like, medication to, to kill her. Maybe he cosbeat her. <laughs> and then, oh, well, she's dead. Well, there's a, uh, you know, we went through all this trouble. Uh, why not me just uh, marry your next daughter? How about that? James, is supposed to be an Indian accent? I'm trying my best. <laughs> Thank you. Come again. Ah, oh, Jesus. There you go. So, uh, there's a statement I wanted to read. Hold on. <laughs> this is this is the cre- this is the creepiest fucking statement I've ever read. We have never witnessed such mixed emotions. The uncle said, "The grief over her death and the happiness of the wedding has yet to sink in." <laughs> Gee, you don't say. How's the fucking after party for that wedding? Everyone having a good time? And and plus, I mean, let's say it's you, right? Let's say your sister is the one that died, and now you are next in line. Oh, you're up. You're going to marry this guy. Do you look back on your fucking anniversary with great fondness? Oh, wow. Look, it's our anniversary. So how did you guys meet? (laughs) Well, it's a hell of a story. Take a seat. Jesus Christ, dude. Go fuck yourselves. Oh, man. All right. And that was Stranger Danger, everybody. All right, and I think now is as good a time as any to get a hold of our radio affiliate to take a look at the weather. K-G-A-Y, K-G-A-Y. And now for your KGA weather report, we take you live to meteorologist Dan Drizzles. It's hailing outside, so be careful. The balls hurt when they slap your skin. And that was your KGA weather report brought to you by Muddy Buddies. Get muddy with your buddies. Muddy Buddies. K-G-A-Y. And now it's time for another edition of Stallone Stands Alone. Sylvester Stallone is a fine American actor. Some would even argue the greatest actor to ever grace the screen. One might wonder... What if Sylvester Stallone was cast in a movie, as opposed to the actor that was actually in the movie? Would it have been better? Today, we find out the answer to that very question when we place Sylvester Stallone in the Shawshank Redemption, playing Tim Robbins' character of Andy Dufresne. And here it goes. Hey, you're like, well, that's the beauty of music, you know? They can't get that away from you. Well, haven't you ever felt that way about music? I played a mean harmonica as a young man. Lost interest in it, though. Didn't make much sense in here. 
Hey, yo, like, well, here's where it makes the most sense, you know? You need it so you don't forget. Forget? Yeah, forget that, that there are places in this world that are made out of stone, you know? That there's something inside that they can't get to, that they can't touch. That's yours, you know? What are you talking about? Hey, you're like hope, you know? Well, I for one think it's abundantly clear that Stallone brought a much deeper depth and complexity to the character of Andy Dufresne. But alas, it was not meant to be. Thank you for joining us on another edition of Stallone Stands Alone. <laughs> All right, it's time to start closing the show out with a little segment I like to call I Fancy That. It's beautiful. beautiful. It's wonderful. It's I Fancy That. Fancy, fancy. Fancy everybody. All right, I Fancy That is a segment in which I talk about something positive for a change. Aw. Something that I like. Something that makes me happy. Something. But I fancy. <laughs> and uh, this time, I got a couple. I actually got more fancies than I do fuck yous. Look at me being positive. I'm making a change, everybody. I'm writing myself. You're stroking yourself, James. Oh, God. All right. Okay, first one. You ever heard of this comedian, Bo Burnham? Now, I heard his name here and there, but I don't really. I never knew anything about the guy. Never, never heard anything. Never seen a video. Apparently, he started out, I guess, on videos. Maybe on the YouTubes. But I never knew anything about him at all. Couldn't even tell you what he looked like. No clue. So, so I heard some, uh, I heard some good talks about his uh, recent special he just uh, released on Netflix. It's a comedy special. And so I decided to check it out. And fuck, man. Let me just say this. Uh, it is definitely unlike any comedy special you've ever seen, ever. It is completely unique. There's a chance you'll probably hate it. <laughs> but I thought it was so fucking impressive. Um, basically, it's called Inside. And this dude, um, who knows if it's completely 100% true, but he claims he, he did this whole special all by himself in his guest house in L.A. He did all the lighting. He did all the filming. He did all the effects. He wrote all the music. He wrote all the fucking, uh, all the content and it is so well done. It's unbelievable how well done it is and how beautiful it looks, the lighting and just, uh, how, how creative he gets just in this room. I, I can't fucking praise it enough just on how, how genius it is just to put together like on your own. It's fucking incredible. Now, I laughed quite a bit, but I'm not, you know, it's, I'm not laughing like a comedy special. Um, so I would even, I, it's really weird to fucking try to explain or fit into a category, but it's, there's, there's a lot of funny moments, but definitely don't watch it to, to laugh and laugh. It's, it's just like a, it's like an artistic fucking, 
I don't know, man. I don't even know how to explain it. And like I said, some people, you're probably like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> but there's a lot of funny shit. Like I said, it's very creative. Some of these bits he puts together are, are like I said, they're just fucking genius, man. Very, very impressed. Very impressed. Mostly with just how he approached it. And, and like I said, the lighting and the effects and the camera work. It's just, whew. It's awesome, dude. I was like hooked. I'm just sitting there staring at this thing. And the wife was too. And we watched the whole thing. There's a couple of parts that are kind of like, eh, could have done without this. But for the most part, it's pretty solid and, uh, and pretty cool and different and fucking weird. Uh, so yeah, basically, this guy's like just alone <laughs> all by himself and decided, well, instead of being completely fucking alone, why don't I put my energy into creating something instead of wasting away and going crazy, which he kind of also does. He goes pretty crazy. I don't like I said. I'm not sure if it's if all of it is legit, but it's fun to to play along with it, thinking that it is. So that's my recommendation to you. If you have some free time, you want to check something out. Bo Burnham, Inside, pretty pretty good. I enjoyed it. All right, next one. Um, okay. I went. Oh, here we go. Here we go. I went golfing recently do i fancy that but i actually had my very first official foursome oh my god james who is the caboose oh mama hey, we took turns yeah so great news no uh no old white men had to fill in and make our, make our foursome this time for once isn't that great uh yeah so we didn't we didn't have tom again like last time god damn it jesus christ tom what kind of shot was that tom jesus christ <laughs> that guy so uh it was cool to, uh, to actually have our full foursome and uh two golf carts with two buddies each maybe sneaking a little drink here or there <laughs> uh super fun and so the cast of characters was leto the boy winter sidekick brian the bearded cunt and bobbert backdoor rob that's right and myself all four of us oh uh, but i gotta be honest with you if i can have like a little side note here there was supposed to be another fourth instead of backdoor Rob, but I had to get a replacement for this person. That's right. I'm talking about, remember I talked about the stoner that kicked out of the Olympics? Well, yeah, she's a very productive stoner. This fella, he's not very productive. And I, in fact, out of all the things we've ever supposed to have done where he's been involved, I think he's canceled every single time. You know why? He's one of those bad stoners. Yeah, those ones. The ones that are not reliable and you can't count on them. I'm not going to say who it is. Eh, who gives a fuck? It's Danny from the Bed Files podcast. <laughs> yeah, he's one of those stoners that, that does not win races. Nope, he does the opposite. He doesn't even show up to the race. You like how I get a microphone and I get to just bash you and you get nothing to say about it? Huh? You like that, Danny boy? I like it. You might even say, I fancy that. <laughs> James, is there a hurt I hear in your voice? No, not at all. Not at all. James? Is that a tear I see running down your cheek? No. I can spare no more tears for that fella. I gotta move on with my life. Uh, anyway, Backdoor Rob showed up and it was way more, I, I, I bet I had way more fun with Backdoor Rob than I would have ever had with that other guy. Yeah, so much fun. Tons of, I can't stress how much fun we had. <laughs> Go fuck yourself. 
Uh, anyway, so that's not even my fancy. My fancy comes. I th- I forget which hole it was, but uh, so we're we're on the tee box, <laughs> and then I hit a shot, and it's like one of my only great shots of the day because I I fucking suck, but I hit it and it goes whoop and it falls. It hits to the right of uh, the flag, but there's like a little embankment, so it rolls down that embankment, and from where we're standing, it's like about you know, 15 feet from, from the, the hole. And, uh, I was like, Oh shit, I finally did something right. And then next up comes the bearded cunt and he hits his shot and dude, it was like a fucking identical replay. It did the same thing. His was just, um, a few feet past mine, like maybe five feet behind my ball. Right. And then, uh, he goes, then he gets all cocky and shit. This fucking bearded cunt. He goes, Hey, uh, what do you say we uh, have a little wager? It's like, <laughs> like what? Uh, well, let's say, uh, you know, if I get my ball in with less in less shots, then you owe me five bucks. And I was like, <sighs> I'm not confident enough to gamble, even though these fuckers always want me to gamble. And even though I always do, just because I'll think it'll be fun. The last time I gambled Lido, I won. So I was like, huh, this might work out. Because uh, I think sometimes the bearded cunt, his uh, short game isn't very good. Uh, not to say mine is, but I've hit some pretty impressive shots in my day. <laughs> so anyway, I'm like, all right, because, you know, peer pressure. Come on, man. Go for it. Do it. So I agree. And uh, then it, the the competition is on. But then uh, right away, I'm like, hey, what do you say we just make it a beer once we're done when we get to the clubhouse? He's like, okay, that sounds good. So uh, we all get to the green and we walk over there. Or, sorry, we take our little cards. We get there. And then <laughs> now that we've driven to the hole, our perspective was way off from when we teed off. And we're actually, I'm not like 10 feet from the hole and he's 15. It's actually more like 20 feet and 30 feet. It's like, oh, fuck. All right. We've got our work cut off for us. So I hit the ball and it goes, it's, it's going right towards the fucking hole. It's got good speed and everything. And it just stops like, Six inches in front of the hole. I'm like, fuck. And so, uh, you know, I hit it. In, I hit one more. I got it in three. Which I think was par, by the way. <laughs> which was like one of the only times I did it that day. And then he comes up. He's 30 feet away. It's like, there's no fucking way he's going to do it. And he hits this putt. And it's a fucking shitty putt. And it only goes like less than 10 feet. And I'm like, oh, man. I can taste that beer right now. Ooh. Because it was a hot day. I'm like, oh, I can taste the cold, beautiful tasting beer. And then he goes up to putt. And this motherfucker nails it, dude. <laughs> a 20, 25 put, foot putt, whatever it was. But it fucking went in. And, dude, we all exploded and cheered. And you know what? Here's what I fancy. I fancy that whole situation. It's a far more enjoyable outcome for that to have happened. It's so much fucking funnier and such a better story to tell instead of like, oh yeah, then he didn't make it and I got my fucking beer. Nah, I would have loved the beer on him, believe me. But but that was, uh, <laughs> it was like an epic fucking moment. Maybe it's like, oh, what other sounds kind of lame, but if you were there, it was pretty fucking badass. And uh, I got to give it to you, bearded cunt. You, uh, you pulled it off. Good for you, you piece of shit. I'll get you next time. So uh, how'd I start this one? Oh, we got like a duality here. The first part was Bo Burnham's inside, and the second part was playing golf outside. (laughs) 
That was fucking lame, James. All right. And all that stuff. I fancy that. All right. And now it's time for the darker side of life. That's right. It's time for the fucking moment. And here we go. Fuck you. Uh, fucking moment is the opposite of I fancy that. It's where I get to be negative again. Oh, <laughs> you thought. You thought I'd end in a positive way, you stupid cunt. Oh, my God, James. That's a no-no word. Oh, go fuck yourself. Nothing is off limits to me. This is a danger last time I checked. <laughs> All right, fuck you moment. This comes from today. I stopped to get myself some food because uh, the wife and kids would be gone, and no one's going to make me any dinner time. <laughs> so I stopped and I got myself a burrito in this spot I've never been to. Never even heard of it. And so I was like, I'll check. I'll check it out. And it was okay. It was fine, if you were wondering. But I order my food. It's like, all right, now I got about uh, six, seven minutes to kill. So I might as well make a pee-pee. So I walk to the bathroom. It says restrooms right down the hall, right? I walk all the way over there. You walk down this other hall. It's in the very back. I go to the fucking men's room. And there's a goddamn code on it. Ah, is there anything fucking worse? Then you got to go back all the way to the front. Wait for some dickhead to give you the attention that you're asking for. Because they're all busy. What's the code of the bathroom? Oh, it's 3110. Oh, great. Thank you. What's the fucking point? What is the point of that? What are they going to... What are they preventing? Just some uh, some asshole from walking out the street? Some homeless fella? Without ordering anything and using the bathroom? Is that why? And then what? If they come out and ask for the code, will they not give it to them? I don't know. I, I just don't like it. You're inconveniencing the customer. The customer would like to have a great experience in your facility. And if they don't, they're likely not to come back. Dude, there are places, because so, I'm out on the roads, on the streets, the gritty streets. There are places that I won't go to because they got codes in the bathrooms. Like, if I got to take a piss somewhere, I'm like, ah, fuck that place. Maybe that's what's, <laughs> maybe that's working then. Because I probably wouldn't buy anything, just go there to pee. Ah, maybe they got something going. Ah, what do I know? Go fuck myself then. You know what? Fuck you guys with your coded bathrooms and fuck me for whining about it. All right? The end. Fuck you! All right. That's going to do it. That's it. Just made an hour. Look at me. All right. Um. Yeah. Squeeze this one out. I don't know. I, I wasn't in the mood to do this shit, but once I found out the wife and kids would be gone, I was like, well, I better, uh, better make the most of this time I was granted. Could have just... Uh, Beat off, taking a shower and watch the Dodger game. But I guess I'll uh, do a podcast. Beat off, take a shower and watch the Dodger game. How's that? <laughs> You're welcome, you fucks. And as always, I leave you the same fantastic advice I always do, and that's simply stay dangerous, my friends. Bye bye.